0: 945 ESPN. It's a new world. Homer in the Hall of Famer, he's on assignment because Marquette is not good. Marquette is really good, and it's been a long time since. What are they going to be seated? How high are they going to be seated? They're going to make sweet 16. How important is the conference tournament? When I need an answer to any or all of those questions, I go to. Many years ago, he was nobody, but he's big now. John Gasaway, you go to ESPN.com, he's one of their NCAA basketball tournament gurus. That's my title for you, John. Is it close?
1: Yes, guru will, will suit just fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. How are you? I'm good. You've been doing this how long? How many
0: years now? Not just for ESPN.com, but for having information available to fans.
1: Yeah, you and I uh, first started talking about uh, I guess that would have been maybe 17 years ago and I've been with ESPN for about the past nine, so uh, it's been a fun ride. What has changed
0: in terms of why teams win, how teams win but you've been doing it so long? Uh,
1: Nothing at all has changed. Zach Eady in a uh, profile that my Colleague Jeff Jeff Borzello posted just the other day, he said it better than any of us. He said, uh, this is not a complicated sport, but we tend to overcomplicate it. It's uh, putting the ball in the basket. Uh, the ways that people do it have uh, changed over the years, uh, more or fewer threes, but it, it's, all, uh, it's all the same thing in the end, and uh, we love it. It's a great time of year.
0: But wait, the threes, haven't they changed everything? Nobody used to shoot the threes. Then somebody decided a three is a better than a two. I don't know <laughs> when it started. You would know the year. But clearly that's changed the game some, or am I wrong it's, again?
1: It's absolutely changed the game. And, in fact, if you go onto YouTube, look at uh, old games, or even games that aren't that old, <laughs> I mean, just the, the 2000s, or especially the 90s just where players were on the floor has changed and now it's obviously uh much more space there's a lot of uh room to operate in the paint that didn't used to be there and uh the way that offenses go about what they do has changed but again there's still room for a guy who's 7 foot 4 who never shoots threes to uh, to dominate the game the reigning national player of the year Oscar Sheepway doesn't shoot threes so it's a mix and uh, everybody's always coming up with something new. It's why we keep coming back to watch.
0: Well, who decided that it was better to shoot threes or you have a fast break. You don't take the layup, you kick it out and you get a three and you can answer this as well. Did anybody imagine that everybody could shoot the three as well as it appears they can everybody. There are a few left, but there aren't many who don't take any threes,
1: right? If you can, uh, if you can shoot a ball and you're a, a fully-formed adult, you can probably shoot a three. Now, it doesn't mean you can shoot them well, but uh, it's, it's not the case that we used to think where, well, if you're over a certain height, you absolutely can't do this. And uh, the NBA caught on uh, pretty much exactly a decade ago, and there used to be a one-to-two-year lag between the pro game and the college game. but it became apparent that uh, shooting those threes was better than than shooting long twos. They're not uh, that much farther out and they're worth 50% more. So it it makes a lot of sense. And uh, people have been doing it ever since.
0: Talking with John Gasaway, you go to ESPN.com. He's got all the stuff about the tournament. And uh, and now I'm just going to try to steal information so everybody can do better in the tournament. All right, let's start with Marquette. Marquette, Great offensive team, the stats say. I was going to also ask you which stats to check. Everybody goes to Ken Palm, but now there are others as well. They rank offensive and defensive, and Marquette is, I don't know, two or three offense, and I don't know where they are defense. I'm not exactly sure what the numbers mean, so I thought you'd tell me.
1: Uh, Before we even get to the numbers, if I could just add, as as an outside Marquette uh, person no no dog in this hunt just an absolute pleasure to watch i mean the the ball just moves like butter on a griddle man uh they they just distribute it so beautifully and uh it it's just uh, a tribute to shaka smart and i, I think that people at texas the longhorns are having a great year as it happens but they have to be watching this thinking you know why why didn't we get some of this you know it, because it, it's just Poetry in motion, and yes, uh, Marquette is great on offense. The, the numbers bear that out. in Big East play—they're far and away uh, the most uh, productive and efficient. Right, well, offense. Hold on, you—you so,
0: make me interrupt. I, people get mad when I do this, but so Shaka wasn't doing the exact thing, same thing at Texas.
1: It, it wasn't as effective as this. Oh, I mean, right. this has just been a, a breakthrough year for Marquette on offense they are one of the best uh, units on that side of the ball in college basketball Texas was always perfectly respectable and good and their recruiting obviously was was fantastic during Chagas years but I mean this is a whole new level and again uh, if I may just aesthetically is is a different uh, ball of wax entirely and uh, can I I'm tell you why I think so. it is Why is it? Because
0: I've never seen a player like Igodara, a center, who can dribble the ball anywhere on the floor. But at any point in an offensive set, anybody can throw the ball to him, and he can be anywhere on the floor, and he will then find someone else to get the ball to. And I don't know that I've seen anybody else like him ever in that regard. I call it a little
1: magic. Or a a point center or something. But But the
0: ability to pass... One and two dribble the ball in any situation.
1: Right. No, to have the uh, you know the hub of the. Am wheel, I correct? So to speak, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, right. Be able to distribute the ball anywhere it needs to go. That is just such a, a value added. Instead of um, you know the the post player who just dribbles, dribbles, <laughs> you know, goes into their post move. But I mean, somebody who's got vision and can deliver the ball. Uh, that that is definitely a big part of. Why Marquette is what it is this year, and uh, really look forward to seeing this group in the tournament. Should be fun. Fun to watch.
0: Strength offense. Now tell us more about them as a team with all the in-depth stats that you have.
1: <laughs> uh, the defense is fine. It's average. It's, uh, it's hitting the the big the Big East average uh, opponents. Uh, I'm not telling Marquette fans anything they don't know. Opponents shoot very very well against uh, this. This defense, but obviously Marquette balances that out by generating a tremendous number of takeaways, uh, far and away the, the highest number in the Big East. So um, aesthetically pleasing on offense and exciting on defense, that little uh, feast or famine uh, element that is, is always uh, fun to watch, and uh, it adds up to you know what we've seen—a highly successful season. I, takeaways.
0: It seems to me they're good at points off turnovers. I don't know if that factors in. Uh, to me, it does because, but I don't know that they're actually that good. That's just the stat that we have and see. Does it go that in depth about your turnovers or not?
1: Yeah, yeah, no. That's that's uh, that, that's definitely a wind at the back of this offense. Uh, they come by their you know quality on offense. Honestly, they're they're making shots uh, from both sides of the arc, but particularly their twos. But it uh, never hurts to have some live ball turnovers and, and some uh, breakaways. That's definitely a, a big plus.
0: When? because this is not what was expected, given they were picked ninth in the preseason conference rankings. At what point in the season did they draw your attention?
1: You know, uh, Wisconsin is strutting around saying we won at Marquette. Uh, that is a great win on their profile and uh nobody knew at that time at that point in the season just how valuable that would be it was uh looking like a a good but still normal uh marquette season i would say and then right after the new year they just started uh reeling off you know all of the wins and their only loss was in double overtime at providence there's no shame there um and every you know, every loss has been on the road to one of the top teams and otherwise they've just uh, run the table. So it's been cumulative, but it was uh for me it was early to mid January, uh when the record was starting to get a little gaudy and I was watching my first uh couple Marquette games and, and uh and you know, seeing this offense that we've talked about where I was uh they had my attention at that point.
0: Did they were they playing better, shooting better? I always like to look at things. Well, they were doing this, and then this just got a little bit better, uh, or not one particular area.
1: No, I mean they've been uh, they've been good from the start of, of Big East play uh, on offense, and this has been a, a constant. And so it was, it was it was ready to go. They played a tough schedule. Early and maybe, you know, that's what threw us. I mean, my goodness, they played a true road game at Purdue for their third game. They played Mississippi State, which is, you know, people don't talk about the Bulldogs, but that's a good team. They're going to make the tournament. Um, they played them on a neutral floor. These, these are good losses. Uh, so the record, you know, they weren't, that's the time of year where everybody's into oh, who's the, you know, last undefeated team and Marquette was never part of that sweepstakes, but, they were good right from the start, playing a tough schedule. And once they got into Biggie's play, it became readily apparent.
0: All right, my other stat that I hear is terrible rebounding team. Can't rebound a lick. I don't. I don't know how accurate <laughs> that is. What, what? Where? And where does that fit in terms of? Uh oh, watching that. Turny teams.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're they're not the best defensive rebounding team. You know, offensive rebounding is a little more of a. Uh, discretionary activity and obviously, you know, zero problem at all with this offense being good, even though, uh, Marquette is slightly below the, the Big East average. Um, you know, so I, that's part of what people talk about with rebounding, but certainly one thing that you want to look at first is defensive rebounding. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an issue. It, it, they're not the best, uh, in the Big East by any means, but, Again, they work around that with a tremendous offense and with a lot of takeaways on defense. So if you want to, you know, peer into this, you know, <laughs> the best season in XX years, I don't know, it's in D-Wade, and find something that's substandard, uh, yeah, uh, the defensive rebounding is, is not the best. But obviously... The sum total of everything that Marquez is doing is is working out
0: fantastic. Talking with John Gasaway, the guru for men's college basketball, the NCAA tournament for ESPN.com. Round two, next. 94.5 ESPN, Homer in the Hall of Famer. He is on assignment talking with John Gasaway. Get all his stuff. You go to ESPN.com, men's college basketball, and he's got articles all over the place. Before the break, you mentioned maybe Marquette's best team since Dwayne Wade. I don't know if you just threw that in because the last Marquette team that did well, I think back a decade ago, they won right, the yeah. Big East and then they yeah. made it to the Elite Eight.
1: Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I didn't mean to pass uh, lightly over the Buzz era. Those were uh, those were good teams, and uh, that was back in the old format, Big East. So, uh, full salute. Um, this is the best team, best Marquette team in a while. We'll, we'll leave it at that. And they're really good.
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's good. I'm not, I'm not trying to create a problem. I'm just trying yeah. to make sure I have your information accurate so that if anybody here says, did you hear what Gasway said with Homer and Tony? Man, because um, I don't know. It's all such a big surprise. Nothing you tell me, other than the UConn game, all the games they lost were incredibly close. That's right. amazing yeah. as well.
1: And see, the the story is yet to be written. I mean, we know how good this team is. The numbers say how good they've been during the regular season. But the, the brutal fact of the matter is, you know, six months from now, a year from now, much less five or ten years from now, nobody will care about those. It, it's what you do in the tournament. And, you know, Marquette will have the opportunity to – write its name you know, on that page, but uh, we have to wait and see what happens. In the meantime, they've definitely got the, the potential and the ability.
0: People get on me because I say exactly that. A conference championship is nice. Nobody remembers. You yeah. make the sweet 16. That's the way that you get, other than if you maybe have a huge historic upset, that's the way you get it in bold, the start of in bold. But,
1: but no, uh, that is absolutely correct. You know the the rhythms of the NCAA tournaments are are a venerable thing, and it's just the truth that after that first wild, hectic weekend, you know, forty eight games, uh, three out of every four teams left on the wayside. If if you are one of the sixteen that's standing then that whole week there, that that is a celebration of all those 16 teams. And, you know, obviously teams can be, you know, uh, disappointed after that. But uh, for those of us who don't get to root for teams that win the national championship all the time, making the Sweet 16 is is pretty important. I absolutely uh, agree with you.
0: And as far as the seedings, it's my belief that the conference tournaments don't get maybe what people expect, understandably to me, because what you do like Marquette over a 20-game conference season should be significantly more important than what you do in a tournament over three days. Not saying there's no value, but is it best to say it changes seedings less than people think or might think.
1: no, that is correct. We, we want to believe, you know, when we watch our team or when we watch teams in our conference that we're interested in and they win or lose, uh, in the conference tournament and it's just two or three days before selection Sunday, just intuitively we want to say, okay, you, they just went up a seed line or they went down a seed line. But, you know, the committee has to look at the whole map across the country. And uh, speaking of Buzz, ask him about last year, you know, uh, Texas A&M. Would they beat three-seeded
0: teams but lost the championship? Incredible
1: incredible run in the SEC tournament, uh, lost in the title game to Tennessee. And if you looked at their body of work, including those conference tournament games, uh, they should have been in the tournament. It's just, frankly, and Buzz said so in in a rather infamous press conference, but... I think it was just too late in the day for the for the committee to to look at and acknowledge. So it's definitely uh, best to uh, to to make your body of work before you get to the conference tournament. I would agree with that.
0: And it would appear it's not done, but Marquette is likely to win the Big East. And to me, uh, so it's uh, uh, 17 and three, 16 and four, whatever that. I don't know how you can even if they lost their first game in the conference tourney. I don't know how you could be worse than a three or
1: four. Right. No, I agree. And another thing that I think is uh, possibly that we naturally want to do, that I'm not sure has real you know pay payoff value, is to get too wrapped up in whether, for instance, Marquette is a two or a three. You know, there's not much difference in being being a 2 or a 3. There's some difference between being a 3 or a 4 because then you you meet a top seed. But if you're in that 2, 3 range, um, hey, it all depends on, you know, where you're bracketed and the opponents that you you draw. And, again, just celebrate a great year and an amazingly uh, high seed. And don't get too, you know, I mean, there are, there are exceptions where teams are seeded, and it is a significant surprise. But uh, if, it's, if it's a line off, uh, don't worry about it too much. You can play your way out of a surprising seed as long as you get there.
0: Well, Marquette's due for a break. They are, of course, historically the most unlucky fifth seed ever when they face Murray State at 12 seed with John Morant. And last year, they get North Carolina, who then goes to the championship game. And the last time before that, they get South Carolina, and they make the Final Four.
1: Yeah, I think those first two are more legitimate crimes. Those. I don't know. Whoa, I was just looking at that recently. Uh people forget. South Carolina made the final four. I know. Yeah, that that was that was uh You beat magical. Marquette
0: and you're expecting yeah. something
1: great. No, yeah, that was uh that was wild. Uh but yeah, uh the John Moran thing uh kinda reminds me of uh the year Wisconsin uh drew a team called Davis. Oh, they've got this guy named Steph Curry right. now. Um it, uh, it happens. No, and when I, I'll i never
0: there's, forget that game. I couldn't believe John Morant was that good. I oh, couldn't yeah. believe, no, he, and he was, and is.
1: Yeah, no, and, and the the, the uh, draft pick that was used on him reflected that, and the rest is history. No, it was no mistake that uh, that was a good run by his team. All
0: right, let's get to the stats. I don't know. Do you have your stats? Most everybody says Ken Baum. Now there's somebody else they use. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, Kyle. And I don't know what. I'm a busy guy. I only got so much time. I want to know the most important stats relative to what that seems to mean in the NCAA tournament.
1: Um, I like Ken Palm does a, a great job, uh, tracking every possession. I, I do that, uh, just on my own for my use. You got to pay extra uh, for that though, from him. Don't you? Then you got to pony up a little yeah. extra. Yeah. Okay. It's worth yeah, it. No, it's, All right. Yeah. It's money. Well, spent. Right, there's, okay. there's a plug for Ken. Um, I do that just in conference play for the, the top third, roughly, of Division One, so I can see what's going on on my laptop. But, yeah, counting a few thousand possessions is a good way to see how strong teams are. Well, but do you have to ball. have a
0: good offense? Is that more important than a good defense? Has the game changed? Because I looked like, to me, if you're going defense, Houston's going to be <clears throat> national champ. They, they just... They're old school and tough, and they've been close before. But again, uh, if my theory's wrong, then uh, you can set me straight.
1: Well, Houston, uh, I'm not sure they're they're a good test of that theory, though. Because you're right; their their defense is great, but their offense is really good too. It's just uh, it can be hard to uh, to capture that uh, with your eyes in real time because it's not like they're. Uh, graceful and elegant like Marquette. They just, they, they are absolute beasts pounding the offensive glass and a missed shot for Houston is like, you know, three yards on first down. They're just getting started and, uh, let's, let's have fun now. And it works and they take excellent care of the ball as well. And that's another thing that we often gloss over in real time. So they get a tremendous number of attempts and, uh, you could do worse. You know, we haven't seen the pairings. We're, we're a long way out here. Wow. We don't know. But you could do worse than say Houston is one of the teams, you know, that I am really having on my short list to win it all because they've had some bad breaks in, in the past with injuries, uh, with bracketing. But it seems to be uh, coming all together uh, this year for the, for the Cougars.
0: So what were you saying? Uh, shot attempts or uh, whenever yep. you say anything, I always like to go in depth get that little inside scoop. so you, uh, you they they're good because they get a lot of shots or what mm-hmm. where, where does it? Temp- yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's not complicated they they don't commit turnovers okay. and then uh, when they they shoot. And this has been true of, of Sampson going back to his Oklahoma years and possibly Montana. I don't know, but I didn't watch those teams. But uh, he believes in, in, in going in waves uh, for the offensive rebound. A lot of coaches are skittish about that. and They worry about transition, transition defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that has never been a problem for Kelvin Sampson. And the other thing I'd add is a lot of times coaches say uh, for years, North Carolina was the best team in terms of offensive rebounding. And, and the rebuttal from coaches was, well, sure, you know, if I could get a, a flock of McDonald's All-Americans every year, like Roy Williams, I could do it too. Um, Houston, uh, Kelvin Sampson, he, he gets, you know, working guys. Now lately the recruiting has improved because they're so good. But for years and years, these were – not, uh, not NBA-bound uh, players by any means, and it still works. So uh, I'll, I, I am interested to see if people uh, imitate this model, but uh, so far it's been working for Calvin Chanson.
0: I don't know if it's accurate, but the premise is there's no great team this year. More teams could have a chance to win the NCAA tourney than in the past whatever number of years. And again, before I'm going to say that, I'm asking you.
1: We always say that in any year where, you know, there's not an undefeated team or close to it. Uh, Houston is pretty close to it. <laughs> They're 27-2, and two, but it's the fact that, you know, both of the games they lost were at home. One was at Temple. You know, what in the world is that? And the fact that they play in the American next year, they'll be playing the Big 12. So, you know, people aren't ready to buy there. I get that. It's natural to be hesitant. So we say no great teams. But, um, you know, if somebody – you know, goes through the NCAA tournament, and one of the one seeds, and they just uh, have no problem with any of their six opponents. We will say that's a great team, and they will be remembered that way. So again, this is uh, this is yet to be determined, and that's why we have March Madness. And that's why we love it.
0: Well, who else other than Houston has shown signs in some way, wins, losses, losses, uh, turnover, whatever the stat you want to go, that shows you the potential to be something special?
1: Obviously, Alabama has had stretches where they're uh, blowing everybody away. A um, team that uh, fewer people are talking about, uh, because I think fewer of the games are seen, is UCLA. Uh, they've been consistently tough. And uh, you know guys like Tiger Campbell and Jaime Jaquez, this is not their first rodeo by any means. And then uh to choose a, a more prominent team, it does look like maybe Kansas has turned a corner and it's it's rather remarkable because of all of the, uh, production they lost from last year's national championship team, but, uh, Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, and then, uh, two defenders, the quality of McCullough and Harris, uh, that is a really good nucleus to have, and, uh, they're, they're on a good run. So th- those are some of the names that are suggesting themselves, uh, here as February draws to a close.
0: Again, talking with the uh, tournament, NCAA men's basketball guru himself, John Gasway. You go to ESPN.com. He's got a ton of articles. And now to the conference. Oh, this conference is so good, and that means the teams in that conference are going to do well in the NCAA tournament. I would guess the Big, T- uh, Big 12 is getting that attention. But not only this year, but in general, if that's made up and so- or just sounds good or might be accurate.
1: Uh, no, it's not accurate. <laughs> um... The uh, the Pac-12 had an amazing tournament a couple of years ago, and uh, they they were just normal during the year. Uh, the Big Ten is notorious, rightfully so, for being strong uh, during the regular season on paper and then crashing and burning. And hold on, tournament. stop
0: there. Why is that? People get mad at me. I'm mean, like, it's it's horrible. Given the tradition, they haven't won a title in twenty some years, and aside from that, they've disappointed. And then I say. I'll have to ask John.
1: No, there's, you know, for a while there, uh, as recently as about 10, 15 years ago, you could wonder aloud, and I did, if the style of play in the conference wasn't just too, you know, uh, similar across the, the whole league and it was doing teams a disservice. And then they saw the rest of the country in the NCAA tournament. Like, what is this? You know, pressing defense, uh, up tempo. You know, what's what's this? Uh, that's less true than it used to be, though. And we've, we've yeah, the league is bigger than it used to be, and there's uh, more different styles. And particularly with the disastrous uh, 2021 tournament, um, I, I think you have to look at you know luck of the draw, and if they keep. Getting good seeds as good as they were two years ago, then at some point, the the league will break through. Uh, Michigan had no problem that year, uh, making a nice deep run, and you might see more teams like that. But uh, yeah, they've been uh, they've been snake bit, no doubt about it. And until they change that, uh, people are right to talk about the league that way.
0: And lastly, any. Anything different or any team that, that's odd or whatever you want to throw in an additional a thought about this year in college basketball?
1: Yeah, if you haven't already uh, watched Penn State, uh, they they are a very unusual team on offense. All they have are first shots. That's all they do. They never commit turnovers and they intentionally don't try. For offensive rebounds, so they just come down. They try a shot. If it goes in, great. If it misses, uh, they'll get you next time. And it's a it's a very interesting way to play.
0: Well, g- interesting is nice. I think there's got to be other words. Crazy doesn't make any sense. Why <laughs> hasn't anybody else tried it? What what evolves in games as a result of this?
1: It works for them. They their turnover rate is so low and they shoot so well that uh, it were they they can do. Without offensive rebounds, now you can say, my gosh, if you were just average, you know, then you'd be, have the best offense ever, you know, average offensive rebounding, but, uh, Micah Shrewsbury. Uh, he, he comes by this honestly. you know. He was an assistant with uh, some pretty big names like Brad Stevens and Matt Painter, and uh, it works for him. We'll see if the Nittany Lions can make it into the NCAA tournament. It's going to be close. All
0: right, John Gasway, ESPN.com. Of all you've written, what, what, what do you think people should make sure to read, or what do you have upcoming that, uh, that you think is worthy of some attention?
1: Stop by ESPN.com, and uh, we'll break down the entire bubble for you at Bubble Watch. Uh, Marquette, obviously, has been a lock from the start, so not so much uh, about them, but about the teams that Marquette might be facing, uh, you'll see them all at Bubble Watch.
0: Thanks, John. Appreciate the time.
1: Thanks, Homer. Now he's got a new name, the guru, John Gassaway,
0: ESPN.com. I love it. Next.